0: Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast for The Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 370B, the second episode Re- for the week, we're now discussing our thoughts on Suncoast with you for that discussion. Grayson Maxwell, Roger Stillion, and Christopher Bond for the episode discussing American fiction, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming and trailer talk. Check out episode 378 posted on Tuesday,
1: 20. Let's talk about American fiction rules. Check out that. American fiction is
0: is, is pretty rad. Yeah. There's that word again.
1: So Suncoast. Suncoast was a place I used to go to in the mall. Hell yeah. Yeah. It (laughs) had like all those sweet movie (laughs) things in it. It was always stupid, stupid expensive. Suncoast video, right? Yeah. I could never afford to buy anything, but I always checked it out.
0: Yeah. Because like like DVDs were like 30 bucks.
1: Yeah, yeah, because like as an adult man, I would totally go there It's still not buy anything.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but this is not that Sun Coast. This is a different Sun Coast. Yeah, it this has is a, a, bunch a cheerier. it's a way more depressing version oh, of Sun <laughs> Let's talk about the tomato beater seventy six and the audience score eighty seven, which are, I, I think are both probably well deserved. Pretty respectable
1: I'm,
2: sur- I'm more surprised about the I'm sur- about the critic re- the critic rating, honestly. But yeah. we'll talk about it. Well, that's all right. With the Metacritic being, uh, I, I think,
0: generally low for this one, 61.
1: Hmm. That's a big swing down. I I'm not saying it would have been in the 80s, but like, yeah. 70s probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, I man, agree. I, I dug Suncoast. Mm-hmm. I, I did. True. I did. Suncoast <laughs> is not exactly a fun family film. It is not.
0: It is it not, is, but it is. It's an inter- It's certainly an interesting one. And we're
2: Suncoast find is a very real movie. It is real is probably very, the, what I was going to lead with. So. so, all right.
0: Fun. Nico Parker, Laura Linney, Woody Harrelson, Ella Anderson, Daniel Taylor, Amar Wooten, Ariel Martin, Kayla Montrose, Maya. Directed by and written by Laura Chin. Which that does come into play later. It sure does, but Roger. Let's talk about Suncoast. What's it about?
1: So actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and drop it in. So Laura Chin the writer and director of this movie wrote this. Uh, it's semi-autobiographical about her brother, actually about his passing mm-hmm. from, at a young age um, actually happened. Same place that happened all at the same time with the whole Terry Schiavo thing. And uh, I will ask you right away. Do you guys remember all that stuff? all those years ago Uh, slightly yeah yeah i was a little younger than you guys yeah like i I do remember that because like i it was one of those things where I like i totally forgot about until they mentioned i was like holy shit i remember all of that because like that was like the big story like the national news leader for like two or three weeks yep and um that's a big deal for things and like that was during like the one of the earlier days of the 24-hour news cycle that we have now Mm -hmm. so like that was a big big deal and like what a weird situation that was yeah but you know i don't want to to really get into that part of it. But <laughs> Yeah. It's
0: really um, but more depressing. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think it's important to, I mean, this does take place during the, the well, it's, it's relevant stuff. during that time yeah.
1: pl- and it takes place the same place because it involves a place, a hospice place. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with what a hospice facility is like, look, they are not fun and exciting places. A hospice facility is legitimately where people go at the end of their life. You know, They they are basically and I have more but to say, but they are put there to rest comfortably until they pass. Mm -hmm. Um, So like their needs can be met 24 hours a day, 24 hour care. Their family doesn't have to carry that whole burden the whole time. And it it helps people, you know, transition because like, look, you don't go to hospice and get out like that's (laughs) it's not what happens. It's not like you went to a rehab facility because you broke your leg and you need a couple of weeks to heal. Yeah, you don't go to hospice, you know, like that's that's the end of the road. And this story is a very powerful story of a girl who is 17 years old and her brother is like 20 or 21, a couple years older than her. And he's got terminal brain cancer. And, you know, we, we never see this kid utter a single word. He's already gone blind from his brain cancer. He's basically just existing in this world. And, you know, this is their story about this like half a year Less than that. Yeah. It takes place. You know, she's a you know, junior or senior in high school. Senior. And, you know, for like a couple of months, this is the run through of how their life goes with him transitioning to hospice care and her like being alone because their mom's there. And it's real yet dramatized, but definitely feels like could have been something that was happening in real life. Yep. So, um yeah. Go ahead.
2: So Suncoast. Suncoast. It's a family
1: film.
0: Well, the, the thing about, like, I, I was, one thing I noticed pretty early on, like, I was super happy to see Laura Linney. And again, I, I say this like yeah, I'm super happy good. to see, but like, we don't, we watched the trailer for this, but, like, we don't tend to watch, if it's not theatrically released, we tend not to see the trailer more than once. Mm-hmm. So, like, I loved seeing Laura Linney because she is always good in everything that she's in. And she does have a pretty, uh, she has some pretty powerful moments in, in this film too. And she's saying yeah. some stuff that like every mother can relate to every single one of them. Especially there's one scene where she talks about when she was giving, like she couldn't wait for her son to come. And now she's in, and she doesn't want to sound, I mean, she says, like, I don't want to sound like a terrible person, but like now I can't wait for him to go because you know, just that's so powerful in my mind for a mother to say about that, that, about a dying, a dying child in general. It's like, Holy mackerel. That's so, what a, what a revelation that that is for someone to come upon that. But So, I mean, well, some things about this movie I, I think were, were, were great as how they as how they frame it. Especially around Nico Parker's – what's her name again? It is Doris. Doris. Nico's lady name. Also, she's Sarah from Last of Us. Uh, yep. Last of Us. Yep, yeah. Nico Parker's yeah. Doris of how sure. we – so she gets this whole ethical thing from every side. She gets it from her mom and her brother. She gets it at school because in that class – she gets it from multiple different angles, especially with what Woody Harrelson's character, Paul, who provides wonderful in, insight over and over again. She gets this, this the huge ethical angle going on here. Now, do you guys think that was kind of over, overhandedly done?
2: No. No. I but, think it's the point of this movie. I mean, so you talk about the whole ethical side of things, but I would argue that's not what this movie focuses on, though. This movie doesn't focus on the ethical side. This movie focuses on... The very real process of of no, a of family grief. member sure, yeah, know, of, a, of grief, grief and everything. Well, so. it, it it so it touches that ethical point, but only uh, only because of the framing of the time and like what else is happening around it. I don't think you get a lot of that unless unless you know that's a part of it. Well, I, I I think we get to see her her journey in understanding what's happening, and then especially at some point in this in this movie where she tells everyone you know you. You can take stances all you want, but you don't know the right answer until you are in that situation. Yeah, that and was, that was what I was going to bring up. Yeah, yeah, so
1: every, listen, a lot of ethical things. So ethics, you know, and what is ethical at the time greatly swings on by what's going on in the scenario that you're in. Yeah. And Doris brings up a very poignant thing during her ethics class about, you know, you don't really know what's ethical and what's right until you're in that moment. Yeah. Because, and even then you don't necessarily know what's right or wrong, mm-hmm. but you can't tell somebody that they made the wrong choice because it's not your choice to make. Yeah, And that's a very grown up thing for anybody to say. Yeah. Um, it's a very real thing, especially because like her scenario is totally different than everybody else's in yep. that class because they are talking at the time, you know, about an ethical dilemma of the Terry Shivo thing. And just a quick refresher is, like her husband was taking her off life support mm-hmm. and removing her feeding tube because she'd been in a vegetative state for like almost twenty years at the time.
2: Yeah. And what wasn't it discussed that like 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 that was her wish if that ever that happened. That was her wish. But yeah. her
1: parents, her parents decided that they didn't want that because they didn't want her their daughter to die, which I also as a parent understand that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't say that one choice is right or wrong because you don't agree with it ethically, because even if it is wrong to you, that's what this person wanted. You know, like you don't get to make that ethical choice for that person. Yep. They do. And that's what Doris brings up to this because, you know, she's dealing with her brother's impending death where she's trying to live a semi normal life. And Christ, she has like the most high school shit ever where she's just trying to get the popular kids to like her. And like, look. It works yeah. in a really yeah. weird, fucked up way. You know, <laughs> let's let's just have keggers in my house every like for at least four consecutive. Yeah, weekends. for at least for, oh, for, for at least a month. A fucking rager. Yeah, <laughs> right now. yeah. Best best weekend, best fucking high school month ever. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Well, brother. just
2: like uh, I mean, she she gets to experience. She gets to be an actual teenager. For the first time at late 17, right? Yeah. Like, like she hasn't got to live a life, and, sh- and she highlights that, but even if she didn't highlight it in the movie herself, you know that as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Because this movie does a really good job of telling the story. This movie is the epitome of show don't tell. Yep. And it does it wonderfully. Like, and they take their time to show and build the character and build the situation. And this whole movie's building up to one specific scene, right? Yep. Like this the whole the whole crux of this film and what it's building up to. And they take their time and build up to that scene. And and I don't know, like this movie watching it, like, I think it's, it's a masterclass in like getting to go through the entire experience and arc of one of one character. Yes. And it's wonderful. And you get rich side characters within this. The mom is, you love, like, you can't help but hate her throughout she's this. She's very movie.
1: unlikable,
2: but like until,
1: the, until she's not.
2: And then there's glimpses and moments right? of all of a sudden. I I, I can't hate this woman because I can't imagine what she's going through. Because
1: ethically, you don't know what it's like. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and like and you hate her until you don't because once you know you know you know once you get to a point where you know where the brother does eventually end up passing, and the mother, it's almost like a flip switch that's in her where all of a sudden like her life is frozen for six years and nothing else in the world matters but her son for six years and then when he does pass that switch gets flipped and all of a sudden she can see her daughter again yeah and that's huge because there's a like lot the of fog lifted there's an actual point in this movie where she's asked if she has any other kids and she says no
1: and then she's like holy oh my god yeah but like I it's could, of course I it's could. like
2: all of a sudden she can see her her, her other child again and like it's just a, it's such an impactful moment that i think is is kind of subtle and that a lot like some people won't get that like that point of the, of the movie but it's like their like her life froze for 6 years and she thinks that she's just going to be able to hop back in and get it back to with the conversations that she has with uh, with her daughter mm-hmm. saying you know one you know once your brother passes on once this is all over we'll, we'll have, have fun, again. fun again like fun's past mom and that's a really heavy scene the, to think from both perspectives of mom thinks she's gonna be able to just be mom to daughter again. And like the and at the same time, the daughter didn't get to have that fun time. No. It just doesn't happen. And it's a really heavy scene, but like it's so subtly done too. Well, I don't know. I, I like a lot about what this movie does with the characters and the moments we get with them. And also side note. This movie earns everything. There's no like cheap little shit that happens in this. Right. There's no cheesy, irony moments in this. Like, there's so many points where, like, you know, mom should have came home but doesn't kind of thing where, like, you're like kind of waiting for, oh, she's having a kegger. Here comes mom. No, she has a kegger. No. And, like, she has mom, two keggers. And mom never finds the fuck out about it. Yeah. And, like, you know, like the tropey thing would be for mom to come home in the middle of that first time and, like, you know, you're grounded for life kind of shit. Don't get me wrong. Something like that happened in this movie, but like it doesn't happen until later. Like mm-hmm. you, you get to see her. We're on the week three
1: of Party Central, at
2: least. I think it's further than that. Yeah, and I don't know. I think it's just it's very effective in all that, and you get to really see a huge like you know character arc with with Thoris, but then you get to see Mom go through it. You get to see a little bit of Woody Harrelson's Paul Ball. go through it. And he kills it in this movie, too, with very limited screen so yeah, time.
1: He's, he's probably got less than 10 total minutes of screen time. And he, he does what Woody does. You
2: know, him, you know what yeah. I mean? He's, he's an absolute powerhouse of a character when he's on screen.
1: Um, I want to talk about one thing real quick, and then mm-hmm. I'll, then we'll talk to, about Paula because I guess we have to. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about her friend group for a second yeah. because, like, I thought this is going to be a very tropey high schooly kind of thing. I
2: did where, too. Like,
1: these people were just going to use her and be like, oh, whatever." I was ready but for that. Here's the thing: it didn't happen. Like, they turned <laughs> out that maybe they're actually not complete shitty people. I know, and they became real friends. Yeah, so, like, look. You know, I definitely had the eye rolly moment, you know, prom where the girls she's like, oh, I'm going to love you guys forever. Like, look, that's the point, though. Yeah, that's you're scene not, not going to be friends forever. But, you know, when you're 18 years old, you fucking feel that way. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I love you
2: guys. But you're like the best, like the, the duality of that moment is like it's like, you know, baby Amy Schumer, like really does believe that in mm-hmm. that moment where she's like she's talking about how, like, I love you guys. And this is the most important moment of our lives we know that's bullshit the watchers because but to them it is but then also at the same time to her she knows that isn't Mm -hmm. she knows that the most important moment of her life is probably gonna be when her brother passes yeah with doris yeah and like that hits her like a freight train that moment and And it's it's when she leaves and it's it's just i it's such a powerful moment in the movie too it's and it leads into the the biggest moment in this movie too i don't know it's the movies i think it's more well constructed than it probably got credit for honestly
1: um, so with Paul, Paul was Woody Harrelson's character in this movie and what Paul does here, you know, the, the role that he plays is he has a, um, his wife had passed, mm-hmm. you know, he's there because he's a semi-religious guy, right? Yeah. Believes in God mm-hmm. and, you know, doesn't want somebody like Terry Shivo, who, you know, like they're protesting outside of the hospice place. He's there protesting. They know he doesn't want her to die. He thinks mm-hmm. all life is precious, but yep. sure. Fine. I'm glad. You know, and he has a very reasonable and sensible conversation. He runs into Doris, like he sees her, and then, you know, she doesn't have enough money to buy lunch. And he's like, hey, put it on my tab. Yep, he buys her lunch. You know, and they sit there and they have a conversation. Yep. Like a completely not like I'm a weird pedophile guy. You know, just like a normal conversation. <laughs> Listen, this is set in like 2005, so it really wasn't a thing then. Yeah, kind of, like, yeah, the way yeah. It is now, but, you know, like nowadays you'd be like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like they have an adult conversation and he finds out you know some stuff and like he, you know his character you know doris runs into him and they have conversations you know he asks questions about how's your brother and you know you know you want to make sure you spend this time with her because you know his wife died suddenly on him mm-hmm. and he regrets that he didn't have enough time with her and he's yeah. trying to instill in her like look you she, have to take this time while you have it because
2: well, she feels very opposite right yeah. she's 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 she almost she says without saying you know she can't wait for her her brother yeah, to pass. It
1: needs to be over,
2: and, and it has and it happens a few times. And both times with when Paul's around, when she he he yells at her and yeah, is like, like, "Don't say that." No, like like that's not. You're gonna regret this. You're gonna regret every moment you didn't take, even if you do everything right here. So it's like it's it's powerful when he's on, and he's all the movie's also funniest when he's on screen. Yes, like the thing that like their back and forths, like the things that they say to each other, it's funny mm-hmm. and it's. It's funny in a real way. We just talked about uh, American fiction where, you know, the comedy is very intelligent humor and it feels very authentic. So does the comedy in this. It feels like conversational humor that two people would have. And it's it's wonderful to see on screen,
0: Well, especially the blow up that she she has at him Mm -hmm. because of her. I mean, look, processing things when you're processing any emotional grief when you're in high school or that that Mm -hmm. that age group is like one of the hardest things you're going to do as a young person.
1: Well, and also the part where she blows up on him. Like, look, is she overly hard on him? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But look.
2: That's also a stupid teenager thing. She's 17 years old. She's
1: had a couple of drinks. You know, I was told my brother was fucking dying, and he's not. And
2: I think that's the biggest point. She's
1: reasonably pissed off. Because, like, look, I would be pissed, too. Like, listen, she understands she's in the wrong. Yeah. But what her mom did is way worse. Oh, God, yeah. And look, you know, like, they they deal with that. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't just go by the wayside. It doesn't. And... You know, they have they have a real conversation with but like, look, that's a real reaction for somebody.
2: I think one of the biggest reasons why she blows up so hard at Paul in that moment, too, is that she just had one adult that she trusted lie to her. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of and she she was like, have the building a relationship with Paul, another adult. Yeah. And to have him have come in that moment. Yeah, just wasn't what she was like willing nope. to accept. Just so. I'm not dealing yep. with this shit right now. Yep. And I get that. Oh, yeah.
1: 100%. You know what? One th- one moment in this movie that really made me go like, oh, God, don't do that. Sweet and low no actually you know, i thought he was fucking hilarious to me
0: because like yeah you're right though
1: he yeah you're right but the other okay so when they're they're having like the sleepover at her house and mm-hmm. they go into the brother's room and that girl's like can i have this pill and she just pops around i go i go i look at my wife and go don't fucking do don't that don't do that yeah don't do that but
2: it's a stupid teenager thing though too yeah yeah
1: <laughs> whose medication is this i'm just gonna take one yeah what the fuck pill <laughs> did you just take?
2: <laughs> oh Good that's not Lord. funny Listen, but as, we're laughing
1: as a, as a parent
2: Ooh, oh yeah i know no, yeah that's a whole different thing <laughs> it fucking yeah blows your mind. Bro. so like and and uh, we talk about the keggers and stuff and like i, I need to ask the local Horse
1: ex- keg stand i've ever seen in my life true
2: but i need to ask the local expert that we have here is that what it's like on molly hmm
1: so first off, they're not on Molly. Okay. That's just, so because it's wrong time frame for Molly. Right? Oh, okay, okay. okay. So Molly didn't exist then. That's gotcha. just straight up ecstasy, and probably so. Mm, okay, okay, but why am I the ecstasy fucking? Expert? You're the one who
2: just gave rattled off that that's probably not Molly, and told me what it probably was Look, too. Just
1: because I know what Molly is. <laughs> Molly's not really for me. I
2: just wanted to test theory. You proved it right. I appreciate you, sir.
1: Yeah, I'll be the drug guy. <laughs> I'll be the drug guy. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, what, but what what do you guys not like about in this? In 2005, one? definitely ecstasy, yeah. and probably yes. Mm-hmm. What would
0: really you guys not like about this one? Anything.
1: So I honestly didn't really have much negative I can say here. Um, one other point that I want to make is um, because Laura, the mom's character, is rel- relatively hateable, at least for mm-hmm. the first three quarters of this movie. But she's she's but such a, such to see such a her... real character. Yeah, so. she's, that's right. And, you know me and Chris look at us a little bit from a different perspective than you Grayson, because you know, we're parents, mm-hmm. but like, I, I don't know what kind of emotions I'd be going through if my child was at the end of life. And I, you know, i see it enough with people when like their parents pass away or, you know, their spouses or whatever, like death is hard. Yeah. And it's really, really hard. And the one thing that, you know, you know, I'm old enough to realize in my life at some point I won't be here anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, every person has to face mortality. And when you're a parent looking down the scope for your kid, like there's no way you can be prepared for shit like that. No. Even if it's been happening for seven or eight years. Yeah. You're not ready for
2: it. As hateable as the mom is at times, it's also hard to not feel for her and the side of it that she's going through. Like, you know, like, you know, you mentioned being, you know, being a dad, it it, like, I can't even begin to imagine it. It's, it's the one thing that like that like keeps that keeps me up at night and my and is is now like you know if my kids you know ever get sick seriously ill that kind of thing it's it's a very real fear and i can't imagine going through that and like the other side of it is you know not having a chance to like to like fully say goodbye sudden deaths and things like that right. you know missing that kind of thing yes. i've i've gone through that before and it's like it's like the scene where you know where like you know her brother's passing and all that like that. I, I've, I'm not a movie crier. You guys know that I've never cried more at a movie or at a piece of media that I did in this, in this wow, film. Really? So it I hit, cried this movie. It I hit me like ball. I mean, I didn't ball, but like if, if I would have let it go, I think I could have. have, it hit me hard that, what? that, that scene and like the acting in that scene and the scene after where she's talking to Paul and she's still obviously emotional. Like that was such like, those were such two, Powerful scenes and how mom flips the switch and is all of a sudden she can see her daughter and is and is trying to be there however she can be in that moment and she hasn't been all all film just a like the the most powerful fifteen minutes of a movie I've experienced in a long time sure at, I mean, at, at least from an emotional standpoint
1: from from mom's perspective here I mean it's a thousand pounds off her back yeah you know as as hard and as shitty as that sounds mm-hmm. like you don't have to worry about it anymore yeah you know sad that he's gone mm-hmm. and that's i can actually properly grieve and that's one of the conversations that she or several of the conversations she has with a grief counselor very very you know i don't know if endearing is the right word but like grief is hard mm-hmm. i mean to the point like chris already mentioned you know, she tells her like no i don't have any other kids and then she's like jesus christ of course i, I do I'm yeah 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 and you know they have this real conversation like you know you 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 have to figure this out yeah. and it's, will be hard and, you know, do what you can while you can. And then you'll figure it out. Cause I mean, like this movie really is, is you'll just figure it out because you have to, Yep. because sometimes life puts you in a situation where you just have to fucking figure it out. Mm-hmm. And what makes a movie like Suncoast enjoyable, because like, look, it is not a fun movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. This when isn't, when it, this it, isn't a toot and ride. It you know is not, I mean, but though.
1: here's the thing where it's funny. It's very funny. It is where it is sad is very sad and where it is very uplifting is very uplifting. Like mm-hmm. the character of Paul for his short amount of time that he has on screen is a very powerful character, especially after the brother passes away. Yeah. The conversation he has with uh Doris is fucking awesome. Yeah. Because like look, you know, he, he's dealt with death.
2: And he doesn't even say much. No, he, he he nods a her, lot. He just
1: lets her talk. Yeah. Yeah. And because like yeah. Sometimes if you ever have a deep conversation with somebody, especially After somebody dies, it really is just a lot of yeah. Yeah. I know. Give me a hug. Mm. Like, that's how (laughs) that shit goes for real. Yep. And look, look, those are very helpful conversations (laughs) by not ever saying anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best, the the only correct response. Yeah.
1: That's all I need.
0: Yep. It's a shame that I don't think this is going to get the rounds on Hulu, especially because Hulu is like one of the ones that people have the least. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, here's the thing with Hulu, and like, we mentioned this before. Like a lot of this, a lot of the original stuff we've gotten from Hulu, like they have a very good track record. Yep. Now, I, what was the one we just watched? that wasn't the um the movie with uh, the game where they were chasing him to kill him.
2: Oh yeah, whatever. So, the, so that was the, that was yeah. the
1: one that we really didn't yeah. wasn't self reliance. So, yeah.
2: yeah, wasn't great. Wasn't great. Sorry. But so
1: like up until like they had some really fucking bangers oh, yeah. of uh you know, into uh, regular best
2: batting average for all streaming yeah, services for currently all the streaming for original originals. works.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. Easy. Like, look, I'm, I'm down with sun coast. I fucking, yeah. I dig it. It's
0: a strong movie. It really? What about you, Grayson. What do you think? I, I really dug it. Um, I, I, it's a, I'm always interested to see what Woody Harrelson is in because he chooses roles very carefully. He doesn't mm-hmm. choose bad roles. So like when, when I know he was involved, I was, I was
2: very interested to see what it was going to be like. And Nico Parker's not bad either. She's very talented. Yeah, she's young, a young girl. She's, she's young fantastic young. in this. like the emotional, like like notes she has to hit, she nails them, absolutely.
0: Well, well, kids tend not to be able to do the emotional stuff, but I think she knocked out of the park.
2: Well, again, the the like the this movie builds up to one slate like, for to one scene, and and though and though and that and afterwards, she's perfect. Like yeah. I like it's she she did exactly what she needed to do. She especially delivered.
0: with the car scene, like the 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 driving. And, oh, then, yeah. and then after when she's driving away at the end, when when the camera's like panning, like, like mm-hmm. tracking backwards, and you see her swerve, that's what she. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah.
2: It's, it's
0: it's you don't leave that, that. What I'm surprised of, and I'm not surprised, but I'm I'm happy it did is you don't leave this movie like with a sad note. You leave no. it on kind of an uplifting note. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Because like and, they're they're moving on as a family, and and let me ask you something before we score it is, did you think there was a possibility that they were angling Paul to be? I thought he was going to be maybe like he wasn't there and she's the only one that saw him and he was, I was,
2: no. I was worried about that like for a six second. Like Sixth
1: Sense?
2: No, because, because she, a mom immediately sees Paul in the restaurant. Yeah. And Paul pays for the food. So there's no way that could happen, right?
0: Well, in Sixth Sense, it's this the ghost got the money, weird. bro. Stuff like that. Let's too. fucking rob him. <laughs> 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 but I thought there was a chance <laughs> they were going to do something weird like that
1: or No, I thought th-
2: No can't rob a ghost yeah stop it
1: <laughs> you're fucking thinking about it though
2: i i mean i i, I gave it his credence um i think that the but only the only angle that they could have played that i wouldn't that i'm glad they didn't was uh paul and mom getting together or something So
1: yeah i'm glad that they didn't yeah me too do that so me too well i don't i'm not
0: saying i would have hated it but it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world if like we come to
2: like we, we well, flash forward like a, a year ahead, sure. yeah like, sure, like after yeah. everything because again like six months later mom's yeah. biggest biggest thing in this movie is, is how blind she is that the entire world besides her son yeah. so it wouldn't well, make I sense, totally, yeah to, like, I, to creep in there
0: i understand that but if, if, if we got a six months later or like well, a one year later where they're all having coffee together yeah or like or like something at like his, that yeah at
1: his graveside or something i could yeah, see that yeah. You yeah, and like get some dinner, sure, or
0: like coffee or something, like yeah, starting to fair. live because, like, starting to live again is super important for people who go through that. Is like, how do True. you pick up the pieces? Sure, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, it's I, the entire dug crux
1: it. of the Amazing Spider Man 2. Mm.
0: <laughs> so I dug it. So, uh, I'll go first since I didn't go first on the on, on the last one, but okay, this is that for, for, for me, this is a solid six. Um, okay, it's 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 I'm surprised it's, by that. Why? You thought it was gonna be, I higher? Thought be higher. No, Damn. it's a solid six. Um I think there's a there's there's a lot to a lot great here. And one one thing I was expecting was a bigger emotional moment in the in the end. And like like Chris said, this is all leading up to one moment. So I didn't I didn't hit home as far as I wanted to on that last moment. I wanted to and I'm not saying like oh, I should have been more I should have been more time ty- more, more 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 sad I should have cried more I'm saying it should have been a bigger moment for the daughter uh, L- Laura Linney's daughter and it's 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 a, it's a shame to me that it wasn't and there's some other things with the friends I'm I, although I'm glad they weren't tropey they never like came around to make sure she was all right in the end it was just we never got closure with them I mean the, the last time we saw them was it was at the club right
1: no prom, prom prom okay prom,
0: but then we but we didn't see them again they they they, they never checked on or they never but well, the movie so ends the when well, we're, we're we're the right after. prom
1: the movie ends 12 hours later sure yeah. and i and i understand that that's just an overnight man she never went yeah. back and here's the thing the part where the one thing with the kids and i want to like cut off your score part there's one reason i thought that like they weren't shitty kids is when like they thought the brother was dying and like they're all coming up and hugging and like oh my yeah. god and then you have like a real reaction for like one person she's like I don't know if it makes you feel better if I say I'm sorry for your loss because that feels weird to me. Because like, mm-hmm. look, that's something I think about sometimes. Yeah. If you tell somebody you're sorry for your loss, do they really give a shit? Yeah. I don't know.
0: And where were they <laughs> going with that care? Like, what was the point of where were they going with that? no that so so with with Megan, that, the character. That's
2: a no, I I think Megan's honestly a perfect character. She's she's a real person. I knew that person. Yeah. Like she's you know, she's a little jealous of of, of one of the girls in her friend group of, you know, and You know likes a boy that that she likes so she's a little shitty to her for a long time. She says stupid shit that's on her mind that you know that is it's insensitive and she's not she's definitely not she's the least smart one in the group like that's a real person and I think they actually nail that. But what are they doing with it is my question.
1: Well, look. So they, I don't think they were going anywhere. Yeah, where they were representing a like a real teenager. Yeah, yeah.
0: They don't okay, need to go in that. I, I that. was. I, as I'm not. I'm not holding this against the movie, but I was certainly expecting something to come of that, but just nothing. Nothing did because they 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 go out of your way to show her different Megan's reactions a couple different times during some well, friend groups things.
1: That's real yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Fair All right, Chris. me or you, Chris. Good. When me to go. Yeah. So um, I'm actually coming a little higher here. I'm gonna go at seven and a half. Okay. Like uh, I like Suncoast a lot. Uh, I did shed a tear um Suncoast is a, it feels real at some points um, mm-hmm. and it feels very satisfying at some points too. Like I enjoyed Suncoast very much. I'm happy that uh, cause we, we didn't really know what we were going to watch and you know, we kind of had seen it and I was like, Hey, let's throw that out there. Very glad because like, look, you know, we're always happy when we get good streaming because it tends to be, we don't get a lot of good streaming. So very happy that we watched this movie. I enjoyed it very much, and I uh, hope we get some more stuff like this because it's okay to be sad and good. Oh, yeah. It, it absolutely is, and yeah. I'll remember Suncoast a lot more than I'll remember a lot of other stuff that I watch. True. So, True. good for Suncoast. Yeah. Seven and a half for me.
2: Okay. Um. I'll, I'll, I'll round this out. Um. This... I, I think this movie is a great... Again, like, this, this movie is the perfect example of show, don't tell. This movie has some great scenes. This movie feels real. And the journey that, you know, Doris goes through is I think told masterfully on top of that, you have other characters in this that are very well represented with, you know, with the mom. I think she's a very real character and goes through her own arc that you get to follow along and understand. Even if you don't agree with her and don't like her, it's, it's absolutely a real reaction pretty, to what's, reaction. what's happening yep, absolutely you know paul's character is perfectly placed limited time on screen but is immaculate you know the whole time he's there and everything down to the friend group there's no tropes we've mentioned it you know everything like that and this movie hit emotionally i think it hit perfectly on the emotion side of things with the way it all breaks down and the importance of the scene and then the scene after i think is also equally strong this movie's a nine for me I'm, i love i loved this movie right. good this for movie, you man hit every single point that it needs to. It made me so fucking sad and goddamn I love feeling sad sometimes. And it does feel fucking good, doesn't it? I love sad music. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like, like that's my, my thing. thing. And, Rats, fat tracks. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know, this movie was was damn near was damn near perfect. When I, I, as soon as it ended, I said ten. Like I wanted to give it a ten, but you talked I talk yourself out of a ten. You I, don't have to do that. I I talked myself out of the ten, okay. and I think rightfully so because the movie, I think, duh, it, it. It I wasn't riveted the whole time I watched. It. I sure. wasn't sucked into every moment, but like the ride felt perfect all the way through. Which I don't know if that makes sense the way I put it. No, but I, I get it. It's yeah. This movie's a nine. This movie's I. I think this movie's great. Just out of, out of this world, fantastic. That's rare. That's,
0: that's rare that an emotional film that you give a couple points higher than me. It just. Well, I I liked it. I just didn't, didn't connect me with like with
2: well, like it did you guys I guess well, that's okay that's the thing with, with 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 emotional films though like it and it, it doesn't hit with everybody because yeah. the situations you well, know especially are, like you can
1: love it or hate it sometimes and that's true. that's true, yep. true.
2: it's
0: weird because I love Coda you remember that one
1: that yeah Coda's yeah. A fucking ten that's yeah you should love Coda Coda's a good movie
0: Coda's an excellent movie actually yeah so
1: Coda's borderline perfection <laughs> <laughs> it is it's so much very better. good it mm-hmm. is very
0: good well gentlemen thank you again for joining me. Another yep. successful week.
2: All right. Yeah. This has
0: been episode three. Well, no, we had some technical difficulties, quite a bit of time <laughs> wasted, but that's okay. That's okay. This has been episode 370B B. of Four Love Cinema, a movie podcast. Eastern episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, and YouTube. I haven't added that to the official yet, but and YouTube also. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe, every little bit of health. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Maxwell one Hi, I'm at Roger Stillian.
2: I have no Twitter. No That's
0: Twitter. Call it. Check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media and YouTube. Check us out there as well. And send us an email to for the Love of Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Madam Web. And This Is Me Now with Jennifer Lopez.
2: Awesome.